Hello, storygoers, and welcome back to another episode of Tales from the Cartridge, the video game storytelling podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Eric Penrod. And I'm your co-host, Ryan Bauer. Ryan, you no one can see this right now. I'm the only one that's benefiting <laughs> from this. You are you are gloriously standing right now during this yeah. episode. You showed me your amazing new table your new, amazing new computer desk. Sorry. Yep. I was going to say table, and okay. that sounded sacrilegious. I shouldn't have never. How dare <laughs> I call it a table? table. That's awful. Uh, <laughs> the light yeah. is shining behind you. You almost look like the, you know, the you're, you're like a messiah or something. Yeah. It, I, in a little bit of ways, I am. Um, <laughs> but also, we need blinds in the office. Um, both of those things can be true. Um, it's like you come down to, to spread the word on beautiful computer tables and yeah, that, that go up and down and... <laughs> it's amazing. In the wood. The magic. The, the magic. magical power. <laughs> for, for, you too can have this mm. if you pay a bunch of money. Bu- <laughs> um, <laughs> not to me, though. I don't. I don't not sponsored. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe what? Oh, if well, we would oh be. man! It, it, literally, literally, though. Yeah. If, we are open to sell out. I will sell out hard. <laughs> I, I always said, thought too. If one day, Ryan, we ever did sponsorship deals, I think we would always. I I, I could see you and I, and I don't want to speak for you. So tell me if I'm right or wrong here. You and I talking about this. If it's a good fit, because like it's, if there's something that isn't anything related to us i feel like it'd be kind of weird you know what i mean like yeah uh yeah. but but i but if there is a, a company out there that sees the value in sponsoring us <laughs> and wants to maybe give us a free computer desk to to just mm-hmm. talk about how amazing they are i would be happy to to sell out to that <laughs> yeah for sure for sure for sure uh wow where are we ryan how are you <laughs> and what have you been playing uh, I'm doing pretty good. This was a really rough week at work. Mm. Um, a lot of long hours, a lot of busy days, a lot of folks not feeling good. We've got this really bad flu bug going around that's taking people out for like yeah. a week at a time. It's real miserable. Um, so, But hopefully everyone next week will be back and healthy so that I can then rest. <laughs> I can then lay down and rest. If you're um, listening, you so better show up next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um so yeah, other than that, I'm doing good. Uh, I did nothing yesterday except play Diablo uh, with our friend Dave. The OE, the open beta is out, and so we played that all day. Very fun, very good um, game uh, made by bad folks. Some, but a good leader, game. bad fun leaders, game. bad leaders, bad leaders. Yeah, yes, good, exactly. good, good designers, I, bad leaders. Good designers. I hope. I don't yeah, know. you're right. That's a good um, point. I hope. I don't know if they're all good folks. But they're good at making games, and this is a very fun one. If you like Diablo 3, you'll like this. Um, I dived into Diablo 2 a little bit, and it was okay. I enjoyed it. I don't think I enjoyed it as much as our friend Dave. But if you enjoyed Diablo 3, this feels like more complex and also more simple in that, like, it is easier to jump into, but if you want to dive into it, there's a lot more options. My partner last night while I was um, getting ready for bed, like, she just jumped on and played for, like, she was just going to play a little bit and then, like, sat here for an hour just moving <laughs> around as a barbarian. Um, so, uh, good times. Um, other than that, I've been playing some Destiny, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, we are on, I think, week three or four, and that's been very fun. I haven't done the new raid or anything like that yet, and there's a lot of controversy around that, but we don't got to get into that nonsense. <laughs> okay. Um, just a bunch of angry gamers. Um, 
Last night, I started Midnight Suns because it's on sale and it finally is Ooh. like verified on the Steam Deck. Wait, is it Marvel? The Marvel game? Yeah, yeah, yeah Marvel Midnight yeah. Sun. It's it's fully on the Steam Deck. I was kind of waiting for it to be working on the Steam Deck because it feels like a pretty perfect Steam Deck game. Mm. Um, it's if if you like like XCOM, it's like a more fluid and dynamic XCOM with like cards, like your abilities are playing cards. It's super uh-huh. cool. Um, I really enjoy it so far. It's kind of cheesy, um, but it and campy, but like intentionally so. Um, like very very like ultimate alliance like we're gonna say silly ridiculous things we're gonna make really bad jokes like for the first 10 minutes of the game uh iron man refers to dr strange as dr spooky and then like the other characters who are meeting dr strange for the first time all call him dr spooky like really (laughs) cheesy bad but it's all it's all in good fun um and then there was a new played up update there's something called turbo mode which is like every day you get a new card and it is impossible my partner and i couldn't beat the first day it is too hard oh my god um maybe with more than two people it'd be manageable but man oh man uh, they also like redid the whole like starting area so you can like see all kinds of cool new stuff but um and you can like have saves now so you can have different runs saved uh, which is very cool so that each each month they make it more of played up so that's fun uh, but that's it that's all the things i've been playing um eric how mm. are you and what have you been playing i'm good i feel i feel a little bad the it's such a rough week because i was gonna say since daylight savings came in i've i've been sleeping very poorly but i think that's very normal i guess for the shift from daylight savings um yep yep but like all the clients that have sat in my office have reported how happy they are because they just feel this week has just changed them like they are just all happier because of the shift there's more sun yeah so i was like oh yeah. you know, right right tides are coming so i felt bad that you said you had a rough week i'm sorry you had a bad week <laughs> i mean it's one of those things where i got to work and it was dark and i left when it was dark oh, so i didn't get any sun i got that's, none uh, that's not okay. i got to work at 6 40 and i got home at 6 30 uh so it's just just how it goes sometimes i'm good though i'm good uh yeah. and having a nice weekend it's just been very chill um i went to an open house and i'm trying to buy a house right now in the state of Maine, which is literally impossible. It's kind of funny how mm. sad it is. Uh, but yeah, so you just, you just laugh it off, you cry a little bit, and you move forward. Uh, <laughs> but I, I have a, a nice apartment. I'm very lucky. So not not taking it. Whoa! Not, knocked my, my, almost knocked my mic down. Uh, not taking it for granted, though. Uh, and I've been a huge lame because I've only been playing one game. Though it's a good game, I would say. It's Breath of the Wild still. So, Ryan, I need to correct something from last week from last we talked Mm. i mean i said i was going to beat the game i was going to beat all the shrines in breath of the wild without beating any of the divine (laughs) beasts and then go and beat the game well that was my intention so i was playing one morning and then i got to a part and i could not do the temple because one of the the divine beasts in the desert was causing a muck causing a stir in the in the in the sands i looked it up you can only beat 118 of the shrines out of 120 without defeating any of the other divine beasts you have to beat two specific divine beasts to access all of the shrines mm. so i beat the game <laughs> i was like screw that noise i ain't doing that but then my client at work brought in i'm a cool therapist i play the switch at work with my clients my younger clients mm. that's they, how you know that's they, how you yeah know if they're cool you know with adults <laughs> they come in and they they see the and even teenagers too see the uh the appeal of therapy they want to be there they do the work right typically uh with kids it's different they don't see they don't know why therapy is important they just kind of know what's being told them right so they need to have a buy-in so for me a lot of my clients love video games so we do our 20 to 25 minute therapy session 
because they're kids. They can't do a full 50. It's, it's really hard. And then the rest of the time, we play Switch because that is what gets the kids in the door and that's like what makes them want to do the work and it's awesome. So anyway, I had a client bring in the, uh, the small like uh, third-party Zelda Amiibo chips. Or, 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 yeah, you don't talk about the little little cards, and so yep, I yep. was. Bl- they can be everything. Yeah, yeah, I was blasting yeah. through those. I was just blasting through every single one he <laughs> had. I was getting as many as much stuff as I could, and then I found out Tears of the Kingdom will have in-game rewards for all the amo- all the amiibos from Breath of the Wild and all the other Zelda games too. So, I, long story short, I bought one. I just came in today. I have thirty-eight something uh, amiibo <laughs> chips. Then now, after this, yeah. I probably gotta jump on and go and, and start going through. And I'll probably just go defeat the. the Good defeat the, the divine beasts and uh, and just because I have what we have two months less than two months yep. until Zelda comes yep. out, so yeah, wow, that took longer than I thought. So just, just TLDR, just Breath of the Wild. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, story goers, we hope you're doing well. We hope you're happy and healthy and all that good stuff. And of course, you can send us your thoughts, feelings, and perspectives to Tales from the Cartridge at gmail.com. All of the E's are threes. You can also find us on Instagram. You can also leave us a voicemail or a text at our toll-free number at 207-494-4334. And we'll read all those things in our, our next episode. I, I forgot to say, we hope you enjoyed our last episode of Best Adaptations. That was a good one. I mean, you want to go rewatch everything. I haven't watched anything yet. Uh, I was going to watch Mortal Kombat, and then I... Threw on Puss in Boots, which is a good movie. <laughs> the new one, very good. It's really, I really liked it a good. lot. I really liked it yeah. a lot. Surprisingly, I was like, "Why do I want to watch this?" It was the you know that animation style from um, Spider Man uh, Into the Spider Verse mm-hmm. has it has touches of that in Puss in Boots, and I really yeah. love that animation style. I think it's so cool. It's yeah. so fun. Uh, so yeah, and of course, story goers, you can also donate donate to us on Patreon. A, a nice, cool, crisp dollar bill or an electronic dollar dollar bill. Uh, either or we accept either Probably currency uh, no bitcoin though <laughs> I don't know if you want to send us one whole bitcoin you can anything less than that we don't want no yeah can you do less than one bitcoin yeah Eric like it's what? so you send like point two. One bitcoin is worth like $50,000 well you can like, send us a bitcoin uh, wait hold up, hold up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hold I don't up. know if that's what the actual actual prices are right now but yeah like one bitcoin is, is an obscene amount of money or at least was oh um, alright editor whoever's editing this <laughs> edit out that part <laughs> we'll take we'll, we'll take whatever bitcoin you want to give I don't know how to cash it in I'm not into it but man I'll find yeah. out yeah so currently Eric one bitcoin is worth $28,000 holy co- are you serious <laughs> yes so oftentimes people will buy like point zero zero one two bitcoins to buy things, but yeah, no, it's silly. Is it? Can you say that it's bitcoins if it's point one zero? Isn't like of a bit of one bitcoin? Like, is it like I don't a bit a bit cent? I don't know. I don't know. People say bitcoins to feel better about themselves that they have more than one when really <laughs> they really don't even have one. How's this yeah. work? All right. Well, all right. well, I think you say like I have point three bitcoin. Is that is that how That's you pick like up people in a bar and like a really like edgy like in like I silicon mean, if valley somebody, if somebody walked up to me and said hey i have three bitcoin you want to go on a date i'd probably say yeah if they're offering Ooh. me three bitcoin that's like 70k <laughs> so you would you would you would sell out for three bitcoins <laughs> no no that's almost 90k yes i would, yes, I would. an evening for this 90k the, the episode yes, of us sure. just selling out um, I, Eric, I, speaking of, mm. I was in and I was doing, so in my job, sometimes I do interviews and, uh, we were interviewing this person. One of the questions was like, 
um, hey, w- you know, what are your long-term career goals? And this person gave, like, just the best answer that I kind of want to use moving forward. The, the person said, they said they were non-binary. They said, I'm not really focused on career goals. I'm first focused on, like, personal wellness. And I'm going to keep doing a job as long as it makes me feel good and happy. And as soon as the job stops doing that, I'm not going to do that job anymore. Uh, wow. So, like... I Same love with Bitcoin, that. man. I've, if you're going to give me 90K, that's going to make me very happy. And I'm going to focus on my personal <laughs> happiness and development. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah. Put in the work. But yeah. And then you. Yeah, you it get, was a really good answer. You, you, you sign the marriage papers. You look at the person and you go, I'm not happy anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Goodbye. You need 1. 1.5 of your Bitcoins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Uh, wait, we're, we're on Patreon. Uh, yeah. It's <laughs> one cool dollar bill, one cool Chris dollar bill, one electron dollar bill, or as many Bitcoins as you want to send us uh, to our <laughs> cool Patreon. I've been working on editing strips to put on a, onto the Patreon. and They're not on yet. I'm sorry. I will get to it soon. But you will also get the warm, fuzzy feelings of supporting your favorite, favorite podcast. And one day, if we get big enough, we can just do it full time and give you so many more stories. We can go back to the days of Tales in the Beginning, we had four stories a month. You remember that long time ago? Yeah. And that was, oh my God, that, is, that <laughs> yeah. literally gives me shivers down my spine. And, and, and right yeah. now, if it was like 2020 during COVID when I was between jobs, it was a dream for me, right? No it problem. occupied my yeah. time. I felt like I had a purpose. Now, the idea of four scripts a week, uh, in a, yeah, a week, four scripts in a month it would literally make you cry. <laughs> so yeah. there's just yeah. no way. Anyway. You can also read us on Apple and Spotify, of course. Whew. Okay. 14 minutes and 15 seconds in. Whew. It has been a ride already. Before we jump into our main point today, we have a write-in from our last write-in, Alex from Texas. Uh, and I'm going to start. He, he sent us a few messages, so I kind of put them all together. Um, so here we go. Hey, guys. It's Alex. I sent you all two emails, which I compiled all here. It's a side note from Eric. I compiled them all here. In a short period, because I forgot something in the first, and I forgot something in the second, so I didn't want to send a third. But Eric, in my very first email, you mentioned that you mentioned what I thought of Assassin's Creed Unity, and I loved it. I got a PS4 a couple years after it came out, so by the time I got it all, the bugs were out. Oh, that's awesome. I also love history, and the French Revolution is one of my favorite topics. Unity, I think, is when really... Per- Unity, I think, is when they really perfected the parkour and assassinations, and just how fluid Arnaud was in it. I'm looking forward to Mirage and that gameplay returning. I think how Ubisoft is going forward after the RPG style is what they should do with future games and alternate and alternate between the two styles. I forgot to even talk about The Last of Us show. I've been watching it with my wife, and as of right now, we're at episode 6. We have to watch it on weekends. By the time we get home on weekends, it's too late for her to watch, and it's too spooky late at night. Plus, we have to stop every couple episodes because of how emotional it is, since she doesn't play games and doesn't know the story. The Bill and Frank episode was one of my favorites. I played it. I, I loved how they made Sam deaf, and it made the end of the episode all the more heartbreaking. Alex continues. I'm almost caught now. He means to our episodes. But yeah, but yeah, it's ain't sane. It's my gamer tag I made when I was 13 because I heard the one song, quote, insane in, the, insane in the Membrane on the radio right before I made it. Don't judge. There's no judgment. Also, Hellbraid Cinema Sacrifice was something I always wanted to play, and after hearing Celeste talk about it and how she described the gameplay and story made me want to play it more. Anyway, take care. I just had to pull into the parking lot to type this after hearing how Ryan pronounced it, and then Eric laughed and say how it's supposed to be said. 
So funny. <laughs> I was, I, I, that was one of my favorite times when you... <laughs> I forgot how you pronounced it, but it was so funny. No idea. Couldn't was, do it again if you paid. I felt, I felt really bad afterwards. Actually, I was like, wow, I really set you up for failure there. Like, that was kind of... <laughs> I did not mean to do <laughs> that, but then I can't, it started coming. You know, it was like a bad accident. You're just kind of watching. And, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Uh, just getting really quick, going through Alex's email. One, totally agree about Unity. I love Unity. I know I said this all before. I think Unity is my favorite one of the Assassin's mm-hmm. Creed games. I love how fluid Arno was, Arno was as well. I am really looking forward to Mirage, but I think you're right. I think moving back and forth between the RPG style and the Unity style is going to be, it would be a really cool idea. So many people love the RPG style. Would you say you like the RPG style more than the the Unity style? Um, I no. I mean, I think I think I liked some of the story. I mean, specifically, I liked um, I liked Bayek as a character. Bayek is mm. one of my favorite characters one of my favorite um especially main characters so um that game specifically i liked a lot uh the others were fun but they 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 didn't they're not the reason i fell in love with assassin's creed and that, that gameplay isn't what the reason i love assassin's creed i can get open world big games a lot of other ways yeah um and i have and i did um i think i prefer the uh unity style um i'm also very excited for mirage for that reason mm-hmm. um i i think the open world are fun um, they're interesting and they're exciting, and but I I think my preferred play is um, that that OG Assassin's Creed sneaky yeah um, thing yeah I totally agree I I love the idea of a AC one remake with the Unity style gameplay for sure I would That'd be I would so cool. playing Assassin's Creed for the first time I was so mesmerized by it I mean I think we probably talked about this when we did. AC1 in our Tales episode, but like it was just so much fun to sneak around and plan your assassination, and, and it's just so it was just so much fun. It's just such a good time. The only thing I think they would be really cool to add in somehow is that in in uh, what's it called Odyssey, the bounty style when people were, would hunt you and you'd hunt them. Back I that was my favorite part of the whole game. Like I love that game; it's a great game. But that being hunted and you hunting other people is so much fun. I love that part. But uh, yeah, anyway, um, <clears throat> and yeah. So, uh, Alex, thank you for writing in. We appreciate it a whole lot. Everyone else, what are you doing? You're not writing in as much as Alex. Come on, step it up. <laughs> That's to make you feel bad. You're always all great. Uh, but of course, with today's episode, I will I will preface though that we are going through the last four. No wait. Yeah, four episodes. Yeah, okay, four. Yeah, you see, you, you, th- you see the number six through nine, and I go, well, I know math. That's three. <laughs> That's not right. Uh, we're going through the last four episodes of this season of The Last of Us. So if you have not watched, Alex, if you haven't watched yet, all of them, please sh- uh, turn away. But come back when you're done. Uh, if you have not watched them all, please do yourself the service and turn us off. I, I know it's horrible. It's probably very hard to hit that stop button. We have beautiful voices. You probably just you listen to our bedtime stories is that sultry <laughs> my, side note totally t- off tangent my, my girlfriend listens to uh get sleepy the podcast uh it's like bedtime stories and i just kind of like every time i hear it i'm like kind of salty like i hope i sound this good like he's like wow oh, he's a british person like i'm thomas here, I'm here to help you get sleepy. You know, just like, screw off, Thomas. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. He's probably a nice guy. <laughs> I'm sure he's very nice. Yeah. But he's also, I, it's like, Lindsay isn't, isn't, isn't listening to you talk and put her to sleep. That just Ooh, feels But if his partner listens wrong. to Tales, and then, then he's like, okay. yeah. what if <laughs> he's like, okay. he goes, yeah. hmm, 
that Eric has a very sultry voice. I can't do British voices. Let's be, or accents. It's, it's voices. darn American accent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Anyway, all right. So we're back into it, though. So, yes, we're doing the last four episodes of The Last of Us. The same yep. way we did the first five episodes. Basically, he's going through all the similarities, all the differences, and what we think about each episode, and then kind of giving the rundown of what our total thoughts are of the season. I will say... Without we we had not talked about this, so I'm taking a huge leap no. of faith here. Like Assassin's Creed, call back uh, that uh, Ryan. I think you and I will have some differences in this in this mm. uh, episode in our perspectives. I think yeah, so, for sure. Yeah. I think so. Okay. I think so. You think yeah. so too? Yeah, okay. I do. I think I think from from some of our conversations with our group of friends, I think we have some differences oh, in, in our feelings. Okay. Of of episodes, mm-hmm. and also looking at the document, um, I think there's like there's some differences. Oh, that's true. Um, but, but, <laughs> yeah, clearly. but it'll be interesting to see. I think I think we were both coming at it from different perspectives mm-hmm. and from different places of kind of where we are and where we've experienced the Last of Us and what we're wanting from that experience, or at least can remember from that experience or it, it, yeah it's 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 we're also two different people who sometimes want different things and that's okay too that's true um so yeah yeah well cool well then you ready to just jump right into it let's do it would you like to start off for episode six titled kin sure yeah kin um so kin episode six so this is um joel and ellie um make their way to Jackson. Um, they have this really nice conversation with two uh, native folks that I think was really great. That was cool. It was such an incredible interaction. And also, I didn't know this, but like the actors are like fairly famous native actors, like very really? well known in the community. Yeah, they're like some of the very few very well known um, native actors. The um, male, I think, was in Dancing with Wolves was the, was the main... Uh, native individual um, in Dancing with Wolves, which is super cool. Oh. So yeah, like they're they're pretty well known um, individuals. So like really cool for that community to get to see um, some of those folks in this large HBO series. Started off with that, and then really quickly moved into Jackson, and essentially plays out the the um, emotional climax of the movie. Pretty beat for beat. There are certainly some huge differences oh, you mean in the, the how game? they. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, in the game. Sorry, not the movie. Not the movie. The game. There are certainly some big differences in how they get there and where things are paced and where things are moving, um, but essentially they get to the same place of that really famous and probably the the most important scene, that like argument between Joel and Ellie, that kind of, you know, I'm not your daughter, hmm. no, you're not my daughter, that, that, that conversation is like the the emotional climax of the movie, the of the of the game, and then of also of the show. Sorry, it would have been on the movie too. Um, you're right. If there was a movie yeah. in some other timeline, <laughs> yeah, there's a movie of it. I mean, I would hope so. Although who knows? Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that and then and then it follows them. You know, their experience in Jackson, and then them leaving together, um, and then in the end, um, Joel getting uh, injured, and again in a way that was very different from the game. Oh, yeah, I guess I just kind of jumped into a bunch of stuff. That's okay. No, we're, go- yeah. we're not going to go through the whole episode anyway, but yeah, cool. I think right. it's good. I will say, too, uh, spoiler alert <laughs> for, the, for the, these four episodes. Oh, for sure. I mean, we talked about it already, but, you know, turn away if you don't, if you haven't watched these already. But I think we should, I think we should keep it to just The Last of Us Part 1 and just not for talk sure. about anything about Part 2. For right? sure. If you for know, sure. you know, right? Let's let's. I, I figured we kind of keep it to ourselves for people next se- next season to pick up the things. But yeah, we can kind of just be ignorant to the idea of what what may come. Um, 
so yeah, but no, I think so. Going through the the similarities, right? Like you're saying, like the the classic scene with Joel and Ellie, Joel pushing Tommy to take Ellie. Though the difference being in that, like obviously that Ellie doesn't run away, and that Joel chases him mm-hmm. through a bunch of uh, raiders, and that yeah. the Tommy and Joel scene where Joel is just very in the in the TV show where he's so vulnerable, he's crying. Yeah. I think that was yeah. such a cool touch because Joel is just such a tough. He's such a tough guy in the game. You don't really see him very... I mean, you see him vulnerable, but just not in that emotional way. Um, yeah. So I think having that scene was so cool. So here's where I run into my little rut, if that's cool if I jump into it. Yeah, so please. Yeah. When I was watching it, I was, I was, I was so into it. And, I, and I, I, should, I should preface this. I, I love this episode. Don't get me wrong. But I, where I stumble a little bit with this is that Joel really wrangles with the idea of taking Ellie with him. And he doesn't, they don't have that moment like they do in the game where they kind of make up or they they understand kind of like, they, they kind of compromise the idea of what needs to happen when Ellie's like, there, there isn't anyone else, right? It has to be you. If it's not you, they'll just be scared. And it's what kind of brings Joel back to be like, okay, let's do this. I guess it has to be me. Whereas in the TV show, he like goes to bed, right? He's wrangling like, what should I do? He goes to bed. He has that nightmare that I forget exactly what happens. He wakes up. Tommy doesn't even know that he's gone out of the house, right? Tommy goes and just grabs Ellie. They find Joel in the stall, and he's like, let's go. And it was like, why Why do you have this, like, you were just crying last night about how you can't do this. So why is it okay now all of a sudden? Like, they have the talk, right? But, like, it just didn't feel like that that, that talk with Ellie, you, I guess they didn't really see the impact that it i guess it had on joel because it brought, brought him to a point where he was open to taking her she's of course going to pick him which she does and he just kind of accepts that and i think that if they had just like a moment of him like reconcile you see him like more reconciling with it more or he or he really pushes for ellie like ellie i need you to understand what the risks are for taking me or having me take you in this mission and this journey and she still picked him then i'd be more for but he was just like it was me or Tommy, and she's like, you, and just throws the bag, and they go. And I was like, that, it just didn't feel like enough to, to make any sense to me. I was just kind of like, that just felt really rushed. You know what I mean? I don't know. What, what were your thoughts on that? Do you agree or disagree? I certainly think there is something to be said about there wasn't a ton of, it was very fast. It was, we're, yeah. you know, we have our argument, then it's the next day. Joel does make an offhanded comment like, I came here to steal a horse and leave, but then I, I didn't leave. Um, which I think is him saying, I came here to run away and I couldn't, and now you're here. And so now, now I have to face this. Um, I, Mm -hmm. I certainly think there could have been more to have that connection. I think for me, it still felt like there was enough catharsis. There was enough. They didn't have to say anything. They said everything. They said all they could say. They shared everything with each other that they could in that moment that I, I, to me, I guess my perspective on it was that Joel didn't have anything else he could say. Hmm. He didn't have he didn't have any more to give in that moment. He he had said something that was really hard, and he heard Ellie, and then them kind of being mean to each other and like saying how they really feel brought them closer. Yeah, and that was all he needed to kind of be ready. He he was ready to let her go until they had that argument. And then after that argument, that was enough for him to say, okay. She she wants me. I'm trying to push her away because I don't think I can do it, but she still wants me. Uh, and then in that moment, he tries to run away and can't. Right. And then because he can't, he just has to face it. And again, I certainly think it could have been stronger if there was more 
there. But for me, it was I think it was enough. Mm. There was enough there for me to kind of, okay, this makes sense. And again, maybe it's because um, that's all I needed from that moment, or maybe, like... I don't know. It just, to me, it felt it felt like enough. Yeah. Um, for that to feel like there was enough emotional um, intensity there that he he heard her and moved on, and it wasn't a huge leap for me to believe that he tried to run away from this and he couldn't. He couldn't do it, and because he couldn't do it, he had to accept the fact. Well, if I can't run, I only have one other choice. Yeah. And that's to take her. Um, but again, I, I certainly think it could have been stronger if there was more there. I think, well, see, I and think you've made a really good point. Sorry, go ahead. No, and, and I think, like, it probably would have been even stronger if there was the, I think we talked about this in conversation, but here, if there was, he had to go save her and she was in danger, that helping him realize that he can't let go, I think that would have made yeah. it stronger. And it was probably just a matter of, okay, we have 50 minutes, we can spend this, you know, shooting a really cheap shot in a barn or this large intense shot with weapons and sets and all that kind of stuff and they went with the other one and and, and they thought it would be enough and I think for some people it will and for some people it won't. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think I'm actually really glad you shared that perspective, Brian, because I feel like I think I think you're right. I think you're valid in the, in how you're seeing this. I think there was a lot of emotional connection and to the point where Joel is like what else do I say here? I guess I have to do this. I think what it would now in my head as I was listening to you talk and kind of thinking about it all, I think what would have worked better now is if Joel had just committed, right? Rather than questioning it again, is it going to be me or Tommy? Just be like, you ready to go? And she was like, well, I thought, yeah. I thought you weren't going to take me. He goes, it can't be anybody else, can it? Or something like that. Like something more reassuring. Yeah. That yeah. would have really gotten me. That would be like, that's perfect. Like, you know, that's, yeah. that's, says, that says enough. It says that you listened and that you know that you need to do this. I think that's what it worked the best here for, for me personally. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's fair. Because yeah. again, giving her that choice again, is maybe coming from a place of Joel not feeling confident, but yeah. it also then kind of shows that he didn't hear her and that there really is no choice. If you give me another choice, there's not a choice. So why are you giving me a choice? What's the, what's the point of it? So right. I think that's a really good... Yeah, that's a great point. Unless you, you can be like, it's me or no one, right? Unless you want to take Tommy. And she goes, no. Yeah. He goes, fair enough, or something like that. I, that would have been yeah. a, sol- a more solid. But that is, that's like the one thing. Oh, actually, that's not true. Uh, yep. <laughs> yeah, there's one more, one more thing. Yeah. I think... I think the other thing that I'm, I'm nitpicky about, not to be negative, right? I try, not, I try no, hard you... to be negative. I think, and, I, and it makes, I thought about it a lot actually today because I knew we were, we were going to talk about this episode. Um, and, I, and I think what I wish would have happened would not have worked. I think what they did was the more logical choice. And, and what I'm talking about is, is Joel being stabbed by the broken bat, right? Like yeah. I was really, I think this is, I think this is one of the downfalls of being a, uh, a video game player love in this series is that I was really looking forward to that moment when Joel falls and just smacks into that metal pole. Like that is, I remember playing the game thinking, holy crap, he is going to die. Like he is going to straight yeah. up die. I think though, when you look at it from a realistic standpoint, the idea of him getting literally pierced through in and out of his body with a metal pole, ripping himself out of it, going onto the horse then getting stitched up and surviving was probably a huge stretch in the idea of realism. Yeah. So I think that the metal, the, the the broken wooden bat makes way more sense. It just wasn't that, like, impact I really... I think for people who probably had never seen anything about it, they were, like, stunned. It was like, oh, God, he got stabbed. I, I think I just had... I think my expectation, unfortunately, was just too unchecked for me to... I was like, oh. And my girlfriend's like, what's wrong? Like, aren't you like, that's this is wild. He could die. And I was like... 
he could have fallen on a metal pole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a really intense moment that, like, again, and I think, it, 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 I didn't even think about that. I think that's a really good point in that, like, in the game, Joel gets put, like, Joel gets stabbed, Joel gets shot, and you just kind of, it, the screen gets a little fuzzy, and then it gets unfuzzy, yeah, right? Yeah. So where, like, that impact, it has to be something that intense of you getting impaled on a piece of rebar to, like, feel like, oh, no, like, this this character who I've been playing could die. And, like, as far as we knew, did die, right? Like, yeah, the, kind the, of. The, you know, right? it, it kind of framed as that, which we'll get to in the next episode. Um, but, yeah, that makes sense that, like, it, 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 that would have been maybe hard for people to believe. And it could have even been, like, a conversation with Neil and... Chris, Chris, is his name Chris or Craig? I think it's Craig. I think it's Go ahead. Craig. I don't know. I think it's Craig. Let me see really fast. I I'll think look it's it up really Craig fast. sounds right too. Craig, there, Craig maybe there's a conversation between Neil and showrunner um, <laughs> who's like, "Hey, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, that that I know that happened in the game, and but that's going to be so hard to shoot, so hard to film, and then there is no way that Ellie can lift Joel off of a piece of rebar right. on on her own and carry her right yeah. because that so it would have been impossible because in she barely got him to the horse that was like from through two feet away right right um so yeah that's i didn't even think about that that's really interesting i think i i and i so I actually so thinking about it in the frame it, it, the showrunner's name is craig so just just craig i i, I didn't even look up the last name starts with the m doesn't matter so if you're listening craig great guy love your last name it's cool yeah uh, you're doing great <laughs> you're doing a great job you don't I, need us to say your last name craig <laughs> <laughs> oh man, now he's gotta say it. It's Craig. No, you don't. Uh, That's the Mazin. thing. He doesn't need us. Mazin. Mazin, yeah. He he'll need us one day, Ryan. <laughs> when we're on Portal Three and our names are out there. When when they're when they're making Portal Three into a TV show <laughs> and he's the showrunner, then he'll need us. We'll be. Oh, I can't say that. It's a spoiler for part two. Well. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, I think looking at it from a realism perspective, it, they did it much better than if the the metal. Rebarb? Rebarb? Yeah, okay. rebarb. I, I, I want to say rebarb and sound like an idiot. Uh, rebarb, <laughs> uh, impaling him, I think that would have taken a lot of people out of it. Like, that's not real. You know what I mean? Like, in a show about, you know, like, cordyceps invading humans, which seems yeah. kind of real, actually. But uh, yeah. I think that the the bat was a much better use, which then leads later, actually, does ha- they, they put that scene with that individual, that raider, that person in whatever group they're in, and his death, when Joel kills him, they make that payoff later, which I thought was really mm-hmm. smart too. So like, it yeah. really was the yeah. best thing they could have done at the time. I wasn't happy with it, but that was because I was stuck in this perspective of like, I cannot wait for him to fall and get impaled, which sounds terrifying and bad about yeah. me. But, um, so yeah, I think I look back now. I said this was the weakest episode so far. The Joel thing made me feel like this is still the weakest episode so far. However. Yeah. Overall, though, for for a quote unquote weak episode, it was still like a solid nine for me. Like, still great. Like this, uh, like yeah. Pedro Pascal's yeah. fantastic. I want. I know we talk about a lot of negatives. I will say the positives. I love uh, Joel and Tommy's interactions together. So real. Pedro Pascal does a great job with his emotions to convey the stress and struggle that he's had, especially with after losing Tess and just trying to get through this and knowing that he feels like he cannot do this, and you really believe that he he feels he can't do it. Um, and of course, Bella Ramsey as as Ellie with um. The classic Joel and Ellie speech in this episode, like they, they both pulled it off flawlessly. Like so, that yeah, that I scene can't is imagine, great. I can't imagine having to go into that scene oh, no. as an actor and needing to pull that off because oof. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. It's no wonder on my on my Instagram, I always just see because I like to probably like one 
image of Last of Us, and now it's all I ever see is, is content from Last of Us. <laughs> but like, you can kind of tell. Like, I mean, it, this is me pulling. This is me having an inference. Uh, uh, yeah, inference of, of of you know a few videos I've seen. But Pedro Pascal and, and Bella Ramsey seem to have a fantastic relationship outside of this show, and I imagine yeah. that just doing all these emotional scenes and just being together and all this probably like has made them best friends in some way. Like, I, can't, I can't even imagine what that's like. So, yeah. Um, but yeah. So then you know, with Joel impaled. They ride off on their horse, uh, which leads us to episode seven of Left yeah. Behind. Now, Ryan, I think we talked about this a little bit in our. In our I think, yeah. yeah. I didn't actually ever play Left Behind. I knew what happens, mm-hmm. but I never actually really got to it. Uh, so, this is the only episode I really had no context of, and I think I really enjoyed it for it. I think I didn't yeah. really know. Yeah. I knew what was going to happen, but I think. Mm-hmm what they did was just so much fun and what not to, I didn't really know what to expect from this interaction at the mall, what the, what was going to happen. But, you know, as we know, quick run through, you know, it's a, you know, Joel and Ellie are in this spare house. They found Jill has obviously been, been impaled. He's trying to survive. Ellie's not sure what to do. She's going to run upstairs to try to do something and stops and has a flashback to her time at Fedra, where she has her best friend, Riley. They go to the mall, have a great time, realize Riley's with the fireflies is going to be leaving. And then, of course, the attack from the infected uh, in the clicker. So, you know, the similarities, of course, is the the five wonders of the mall that that Riley does with Ellie. Uh, I say like I know this. Thank you, Ryan. Uh, Ryan <laughs> Ellie and Riley's relationship, which obviously was both strong in both game uh, in the game and the TV show, uh, and their friendship evolving into a more romantic one, which they did such a good job with. They did really cool with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. The difference is, of course, being as well, the much less fighting in danger, right, until the very, very end of the show compared to the, the game. In the game, are they fighting more? Are they, there's more clickers in the game? So in the game, yeah, I mean, there's a little bit of fighting, that, but in the end, they're attacked by a horde Oh, of infected. They are like, they're, and you're like dodging, dodging through the mall, closing doors, running away, and a horde are coming after you, and you're fighting them off oh. um, as Ellie and Riley. Um, and so, like, the music essentially attracts the horde. Hmm. Um, um, and then they fight off like a whole bunch of them. That's what I was freaked out by. Like, and yeah. we'll, we'll get to that more in a second. But like the 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 loudness of the mall was like ah, it was yeah. like give me. I, I was on pins and needles the whole episode. Like, mm-hmm. ah. yeah. Um, and of course, the uh, the differences continue being that there was no conversation between Ellie and the like headmaster leader person of Fedra at the school. Yeah, um, yeah, not at all. Which is wild because they don't really explain how Ellie ever made it to Fedra. But we, we can talk about that in the last episode too, because we kind of see. The, yeah, it's yeah. so it's it's explored in the um in there's Left Behind and then there's also American Nightmare, American. Oh, there's like the a comic, comic series. Yeah, 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 that explains a little bit of the of the before. Um, so this this episode is kind of a combination of those two pieces of media because some of the stuff from here in, of in the in the that takes place in the in the show kind of takes place in the comics. Um, and then they included it in, mm. um, but it doesn't take place in the game at all. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Um, and of course, the Fedra versus Firefly discussion that Ellie doesn't believe in Fedra in the games, like this Ellie seems to. Yeah, so in the game, like Riley mentions Fedra, and Ellie says like, "Oh, the fascists." Like, yeah. to- doesn't has no feelings about them at all. Doesn't care about them. And in this show, they kind of show like. Oh, Ellie isn't a teenager, and she's going to repeat things she hears from authority figures. Right. And, like, that authority figure is being kind of kind to her and saying, hey, you're really smart. You can be a leader. I don't want to see you fail. I want to see you be successful. Here, you know, here's, here's, and she's, like, repeating that and is empowered by that. 
And in the in the game, there's nothing like that. She has no yeah. connection to Fedra. Doesn't care about anybody in Fedra at all. Yeah, I love. So they as they progress towards the mall, right? Riley comes back, and they have this interaction. They go to the mall. That whole scene, that all those scenes of the mall was so cool. And the idea that these two young people have never actually experienced the, uh, a mall before, right? They probably have yeah. only ever heard about it before. So, like, the idea, I just, like, try to put yourself in their shoes for a minute. Like, the the wonder and amazement of this gigantic place that one, at one time was a fun place people used to go to to have fun, being abandoned, and all the things that they saw. That they saw the Victoria's Secret, which was kind of funny, and, like, yeah. the carousel, and then, of course, the arcade, which was awesome. Like, that was so mm-hmm. cool. And, actually, it was in the, in the behind-the-scenes stuff. There's all the behind-the-scenes, ep- like, footage at the end of each episode. And now there's a 30-minute behind-the-scenes video that they released at the last episode. Um, mm-hmm. But that mall was actually going to be torn down. It's actually going to be torn down. It might have oh, already been torn down. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it was an abandoned mall, ready to be torn down, and they got in there to use it. And they, of course, had to bring in a carousel, and they bring all these things into, like, make it work but like of course if it being uh abandoned like what better way to incorporate that and like the scene with ellie going up the escalator and like how fun that was like it was just so (laughs) it was just so uh freeing of this idea that we had to survive all the time right it was just cool to see kids be kids for the first time in a world where you really can't be a kid you know but then of course as that comes crashing down you can't help but like you know, as things progress and you see the shot of the clicker in the in the in the uh, doll store, of course, yeah, of course, the creepy, creepy guy clickers yeah. in the doll store is like, ugh, like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what are you doing in that store, you creep? Uh, but yeah, um, <laughs> but I love the Mortal Kombat two stuff. That was fun. That was cool. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. love that. They do that. Riley's just been there this whole time, just hanging out. Like, it's it's very that's yeah, wild. That was good. I really liked the episode a lot. It was fun. Yeah, it's 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 good. It's it's very close to the game. Uh, very close to they they kind of capture a lot of the like Riley saying I'm gonna leave and being sent away is straight from the game. All of that stuff is directly from the game. But yeah, it was a really good episode, and it it it's. I was really confused. I think like how my, how they're gonna get all of this crammed together, mm-hmm. and then why they decided to add Left Behind in. Um, you know when there was so much other story to tell in just The Last of Us. But I think it's so important to show this kind of innocent side of Ellie and this kind of like carefree, you know, everything can be okay side of Ellie. And then what we see in the next episode, I think is really important and sad and horrible, but like really Mm -hmm. important to establish her character and her growth and development going from, you know... Again, we see, like you said in this episode, she's able to kind of just be a teenager and hang out at the mall, which is where... You hung out you right. know, as a teenager, right. at least for us growing up, and especially for the generations younger than us. Like, you just go and you hang out at the mall, and that's what you do, and they're getting to do that. But then, like, the real world comes, like, crashing around them. And then it's just even more tragic in the end when, like, they have this really beautiful, you know, this is terrible, but, you know, we're just going to, this, we're going to end, we're going to see, we're going to do this together. We're going to, mm-hmm. you know, face our end together, and we'll lose our minds together, and we'll we'll just go off and well this is ta- sad but at least we're together and then we know what happens right ellie ellie survives and riley doesn't um and and ellie feasibly has to kill riley right has to in has to escape her and kill her and now and now the ellie we see is somebody who's already had to do that right this person that she cared about um which again in the same after episode after ellie's talking about loss 
and what she's had to do and the people that she's lost. Again, it's just really well done and how that it's all connected. Now, in in the game, do you have to kill Riley or does it kind of end before that happens? No, same thing. It okay. kind of fades to black with the two of them like sitting shoulder to shoulder, leaning up against something, um, and then it cuts back. What do you think? Of, I, I thought it was kind of weird that we don't see that happen because you think you're kind of you're not sure if Riley's the one that she's mentioned that she's killed. Yeah, I mean, they, yeah, I I don't know. I don't know if they think that if they, they can inference it enough that they don't have to show it, that it would be too much to show. I don't know. Yeah, it would probably be too um, much to show. But, but I mean, it's also like a really grim, dark, terrible... We, we've seen other terrible things. It's true. Um, so, we have, so I don't The know. last episode, or yeah, two episodes I, ago, yeah. Right, exactly. We've seen, we've seen really terrible things happen, so I don't know if they just, because they didn't show it in the game, they didn't feel like they needed to, or... Because of what's coming, they wanted it to end like in a place. Because the ending of this episode is 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 not bad. Like it's it's somewhat uplifting. No. You know, she comes back. Um, so they didn't want to maybe end it on that really sad note, and then also go back to that. Like maybe that wouldn't necessarily line up. I don't know. Yeah, I must think like from just even like just talking about this. I, I'm seeing now maybe one of the reasons they did this, they brought Left Behind, of course, for Ellie's development. Um, was yeah. also to show the parallels between how Joel has lost someone, which compels him to push forward. Ellie has done the same. Ellie has been through the same yeah. in a very different yeah. way, but that also pushes her forward to not lose someone in the same way that Joel does it for her. So, like, really, they're very similar in the regard that they've lost many people that they refuse to let. They refuse to lose anyone else anymore, and which is why yeah. Ellie grabs that. She finds that thread and needle, and then starts to try to sew him back together. You know what I mean? So, like, I think I think it's a huge part. I think that. Without going too far into the future of what the the story is, that moment with Ellie smashing the glass in that last store, in the Halloween store, because she's angry she got bit, I think that was a great way to start settling into this development of her character for what's to come in the future. I think that was really, I really, I think it showed a lot that Bella Ramsey can handle that stress of, or can handle the acting of what, what is to come, if that makes sense. So, if you know, you know. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I think you you talking about that makes me like think about how not only are Joel and Ellie both like have lost people, but they've they're like broken in perfect ways to fit each other, right? Yes, like, yes. Ellie Ellie is broken in that everyone she's cared about have have abandoned her or her left her, and Joel is broken that everyone he's cared about he couldn't save. So these two people who just are are broken in perfect ways to fit together to set up this like really intense relationship. Um, to really, you know, wanna wanna help each other and help mm. each other through this experience and and form a really strong bond because of that. It's interesting because the more we talk to each other, I think the more we're learning about this, right? Well, it's yeah, interesting too yeah. from like a therapeutic standpoint, from like a clinical standpoint, because like when I talk to clients who have deep relationships, but they they feel like they've they found their one, which then completes them. We often talk about how that's really that can be a dangerous slippery slope because then if you lose this person, now you feel like you're not whole anymore, right? We have to, yeah. we'd learn to love ourselves and find our you know help help complete ourselves as much as possible. You know, I always tell them it's a picture like a, a complete circle, but there's chips and there's divots because no one's perfect, right? We all have a little you know our circle's not perfect, but we try to find someone else who also has as much of a complete circle as possible, and we be happy together. We we uplift each other together. We don't complete each other. We're just really happy to be with each other and complement each other. But then of course, like that's in a, a society where we're not try, you know trying to survive the idea of the last of us, right? So like for Joel and Ellie, the idea of trying to complete yourself and then find someone else who's also complete outside of you know even just a, a romantic relationship in any kind of dynamic, right? Is is like that. The idea that, you know, 
you have to complete yourself first and find someone else that's complete in this world of the last of us is kind of impossible like it's kind of yeah. like it's a huge yeah. undertaking so that's in order to survive that's kind of what they need to do which is really yeah. you know it's kind of sad in that in that regard like it's it's sad that it has to come to that that but you also need to survive and humans can't survive on their own yeah yeah very very deep wow we went i yeah. we went way further into that than i thought we would uh, very cool <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, Ryan, you want to set us into episode eight? Yeah, yeah. Jumping in episode eight, uh, when we are in need, um, episode where we get to meet David. Ugh. Joel is injured. Ellie has to take care of him. Ellie is hunting and meets David. Um, they uh, have some interactions. David expresses that they know Joel killed their members. Um, and, all, and, and then yeah. from there, you have all, all kinds of things happen. It's wild. Uh, from similarities, Joel is injured. Is, is the same. Ellie has to take care of him. Ellie wants this medicine. Um, Joel meets David. Uh, they find out about it. Um, Ellie kills a deer. Um, they run into each other chasing that deer. Um, David becomes kind of obsessed uh, with Ellie and like and in the end, um, you know, trigger warning for sexual assault, yep. um, ends up attempting to sexually assault her um, and in retaliation she ruthlessly murders him. Um, you also have Joel torturing, um, these two people, um, which again, straight from the game. That is, that does he electrocute exactly, them in the game? He might. A little he, bit. With a car battery. He might. Yeah, it's basically the yeah, same thing. Yeah, the same thing. Yeah, exactly. That would have been a lot for a guy dying to put together. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right, 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 right. Sorry. Um, and then the Ellie, Ellie being tied down and saying I'm infected, showing her arm yep. directly from the game. That whole sequence directly from the game um indifferences in the game ellie uses a bow which i think is a is a gameplay thing to distinguish those two characters that in the in the show she uses the gun um there's that very famous scene of, of you see this cute rabbit jumping and ellie shoots it with an arrow that Ugh. was not in the game um that in the in the in the in that in the show in the game was like pretty iconic and terrifying and sad um in the game ellie and david save each other there's like bloaters you fight you fight like hordes of of infected and all kinds of things happen um, and you save each other multiple times, and that's how you build that trust. Where in the game, in the show, they talk, they have a conversation, they share about each other's past, or David shares about his past. I don't remember, and maybe I'm misremembering this. David explaining who he was before, and that the no. really religious kind of aspects of this group. I don't remember that being in the game so at all. Um, it, obviously, we don't see David like slapping children at all in the game, <laughs> yeah. um, but that we see that in the show. And then the very, the big thing is in the climax of the episode, Joel goes into the burning building and comforts Ellie. And then they go out together, and in the show, Ellie is outside, and Joel finds her outside. Um, those are kind of the two big differences there. A uh, lot, lot happened in this episode. A lot happened in this episode. It was a really, really hard episode. Like, yeah, so intense. difficult. Yeah. So difficult. I think... I, so something that comes to my mind here is like someone made this point. I forget where I read this. It's probably online somewhere. That like in this world of the Last of Us, maybe the one thing the show doesn't do as best as it could is it doesn't showcase. It, it does a great job showcasing the clickers a lot through the very kind of beginning episodes. But then as you get through the game, as you get through the the, the TV show, you're not really seeing clickers anymore. And how like the lack of clickers makes you wonder like how you know like how needed is this cure really? Like you're not really seeing yeah. a whole lot yeah. of clickers. I, I almost wish I, I would I'd love to know the the parameters around like the the number of episodes they got and the budget because like I feel like they probably could only I, I imagine they would love to expound on this more and have more episodes and really draw this out but I imagine nine was all they could do with the budget that they had um, 
But I would have loved if they had that scene with Joel, or not Joel, with Ellie and David shooting and, and running away from the clickers. I think that would have been a huge moment with the amount of noise they were making a lot, like the gunshots. You think you would have probably saw somebody. Um, yeah. But I don't know. So that's just kind of the one thing I thought. I think they did a really, this sounds, this sounds weird, hear me out. I think they did a good job with David and really, yeah. in the game, you're not quite sure if he is weird or not until you kind of know if you know with this david you're kind of feel that way but you're you're i think it's much more what i don't i don't say obvious that sounds negative like it's a it's a, like they did it badly but like you know there's something wrong with this guy but it's hard to put your finger yeah. on it um especially yeah. because his right hand guy whose name i forget which is troy baker does the the voice yeah. of joel James. in the game you can tell that he is very conflicted with david like, you can tell David's calling him out, but he's still, I, I think, out of fear, but I'm not positive, right? Like, he's, he's for some reason, continuing to follow David, uh, though knowing that David is, is very, uh, there's something off of David. His, his, his com, uh, compulsion to capture Ellie and not kill her, which Troy Baker's character calls him out on, and David's like, are you questioning me right now? And he backs off, you know, which says a lot because, I don't know, like, it's just, it shows the kind of power that David has in the group, especially, to, like you said, right, to slap a child across the face. Yeah, and then and then get fed food by the mother of that child like it's nothing. Like yeah. it was really off-putting and really horrifying. And of course, too. Sorry, I'll stop talking in a second. The the payoff of when David says like, "Oh, we had a member die because yeah. of an older man and a young girl." You know what I mean? And so that payoff from episode six really comes through for episode eight when like, and this group really wants them dead. Like, really, yeah. really, really wants yeah. them dead. Uh, which, I guess, kind of goes into that. Because that's why Troy Baker's so conflicted. Like, why are we leaving these people alive? They killed one of our own. Um, yeah. Yeah. Something, actually, we didn't we didn't mention this in the differences. I just had this thought. But the I don't think they showed the hanging dead humans in the barn that uh, Joel finds. Br- really briefly, they think they do. Oh, Joel do they? Them in a freezer. Yeah, there's like three oh. of them. It's not a ton. I think I missed so. that. Okay, no, it's cool. If, if, if you know, you know. I, I I forgot. It's been a while since I played. Um, in the game, I'm not sure. I think I think you just find out in yeah. like like I thought you meant in the show. Yeah, I think no, in the yeah, game, in the show you, you find did. out through like notes or something. Okay, or 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 something. At least you the eventually ear. find out that these people are capturing people to um, kill and eat them, but you don't. Yeah, I don't, in the in the game, I don't think you ever find bodies or anything like that. Okay, that's what I meant. Yeah, so in the TV show, we yeah, see the bodies. Yeah. In the game, we don't. Yes, right. Yep. They made it a lot yeah, easier yeah, to understand. You're exactly right. Um, yeah, and I think they made it a lot easier to understand too that, that David, in fact, trigger warning for uh, anybody that's been through any kind of significant trauma. Please just be weary. Right? If you watch the show, then you kind of already know what we're going to talk about. Um, that that David is essentially a pedophile, right, or essentially yeah. a, a assaulter. Because um, in the game, I was talking to a client of mine that we'll we'll do we'll talk we'll do our therapy talk in like the last ten minutes to talk about the Last of Us. And I mentioned that I thought David was a, 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 essentially a pedophile and an assaulter, and he's like, I don't remember him being that in the game. And I was like, "What? Really? I feel, I feel like that was. Yeah. Very, I feel like that was more obvious, maybe, or more like subtle, but but there. And uh, but I'm glad that they they really expounded upon it, like that he is this thing, and he alludes to the fact that he was he was this kind of way before the the outbreak happens. Yeah. So yeah. like it's really, and then that's how he he was able to find himself, you know, quote unquote, find him, whatever he phrases it as, because now he's in a world with no rules, right? So like. It was just really, really gross, and the the actor that played him did a fantastic job. I guess, like, yeah, I don't know if that's a good thing good or a bad thing, but uh, yeah. but it was just really the unsettlingness of what had to occur, 
and the people is it, at one point in the show do they question where the meat comes from? like where'd you get this like oh yeah they're like where'd you get this meat from because they're, pre- yeah. they're prep- uh, like, prepping it or whatever yeah yeah and it's like venison venison and we know as as viewers they they haven't gotten the deer that ellie caught yet right but if you're not paying attention like right. you might you might miss or or it is a it is a subtle and it it, it almost feels like they know but Troy they Baker don't knew. want to talk about it yeah, <laughs> yeah. call out the yeah. actor the Troy Baker's yeah. character I think he had this, that hesitation of like yeah. I don't want to do this but I think he did it yeah. as he knew as he had to yeah um, yeah yeah. it was just it's sad it's sad because you, you can look at them and be like oh how could they do that but of course they have to survive they have to survive yeah I, I hate them for killing the horse I hate them yeah I hate them yeah. I, I get why they did it <laughs> yeah. oh I mean David's a freak but yeah. like I get why they would have to kill the horse um but like, yeah, it was just, it was just that hard. That was a really hard episode to watch all together. It was yeah. really intense. I will say one thing I struggle as great. I all the performances are fantastic. What I, again, this is me nitpicking. I'm so sorry. Hopefully, hopefully people are annoyed <laughs> by this. The one thing I wish I would have saw is or would have changed if I, <laughs> Craig, if you're watching, let me come back. Let me come in and I'll uh, I'll change some things up for you and make it better. Um, I think because when Ellie's like Ellie gives Joel that knife when they're in the house, right? When the the group is looking through the house for for ellie and, and joel um and she goes if anyone comes down here stab him and kill him right and joel's kind of like half conscious like he's not even saying anything yeah. right and then of course ellie rides away the people are still searching the house one guy finds the downstairs finds the empty bed which joel then comes out and stabs him in the neck i really i struggled a little bit with that because i was like joel was literally like unconscious a second ago like he was awake but like not there and now he's just standing up and stabbing someone in the neck i think i would have liked to see him kind of weak and conscious and like don't go don't go you know like trying to like he's trying his best to follow her to like he's being compelled to want to help her and he just he can't get up because she's just running away and she's like stay right here and she's like kind of pushing him on the ground and he's weak yeah i think that would have been a lot better because then the guy goes downstairs and then joel attacking and stabbing the neck would have been much more of a payoff I think uh, much more yeah. believable. I think than Joel kind of yeah. like, and then just like, like someone in the neck. You know, I, that was the only the only like real gripe I had. I think that would have been a little bit better personally. Uh, yeah, I'm not a showrunner, sure. so I'm sure it was a lot harder to do that than I'm giving it credit for. Um, though I will say that torture scene, Joel's torture scene, was executed really, really well. I, and actually, yeah. I used the word executed. That was not on purpose, but man, that was a good, that was a good pun. I'm really yeah. proud of myself for that. It was yeah. subtle. It was subconscious uh, pun. But uh, what that that knife in the knee, and he goes, if you give me the wrong yeah. answer, like, pop. I'll pop oh. your knee, which is like, just that, yeah. that visual is awful. The visual is awful. Yeah. But it just shows how ruthless Joel is when he wants to get, when he, yeah. he wants to save somebody, who saves someone he loves, he will be what yeah. he needs to be to do it. And that's the scene that you really see that in. Right. That's that old Joe. Joel, Joel. Yeah. That's that old old Joel that had to survive and do messed up stuff that he's not proud of. That was coming out. Yeah. In the same way we see yeah, then. Yeah. Very intense. Yeah. And then which we yeah. see again. Actually, what we're talking about, Ryan. Sorry, I'm I'm taking all the air right now. No, go for it. We see yeah. again the similarities between Joel and Ellie because from Joel's brutality of these two people to find out where Ellie went. Right. For her to survive, she brutally and rightfully so just chops david to bits with that with that yeah. knife or that machete or whatever it is right she's, it's a machete in the game i don't think it's a machete in the i, I thought okay, that's what i thought i think i was wrong on the show yeah, yeah. whatever it is it's butchered yeah, yeah yeah um you know in the same way joel had to be brutal to survive ellie is following sue right that's the that's the that's the time she like for riley we assume because we never really see it she, they have a gun they showed the gun that riley had so you're assuming that ellie shot riley to kill her and to save herself 
But for this, this is the first time that Ellie really brutally murders somebody in that way because she has to, right? She has to do it. Yeah. Um, but with with David's comment of like, there's there's anger in your heart or there's rage in your heart. I forget exactly yeah. what he says. Yeah. That is going to really be something. I shouldn't say anymore. Yeah. yeah you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. They, again, yeah. they're doing a really good job of something that they that I don't think they thought to do or, or didn't do. And, and maybe in the remaster of, of part one, they do it. But in the game, you don't really see that much of Ellie. Other than this one moment, like when she lashes out, you don't really see much of that. And him talking about that is, is really, as viewers, letting us know something about Ellie. That even though David is gross, and even though he's a bad person, he sees something in her mm-hmm. that is true. That is That is part of who she is that he recognizes um that is that you know he he uses to connect with her because as gross of a person as he is he he wouldn't be able to do the things he did if he didn't understand people um right and be able to talk and 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 use that against folks yeah it's very intense i i also whatever penicillin they have is just the best penicillin (laughs) one shot then you're good to go just two i think i think she has two or three does she do two yeah you're supposed to do like a week of antibiotics yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) Like yeah, it was, it's yeah, really good penicillin. It's like the best stuff. It doesn't yeah. expire. It doesn't do anything. We don't right, question it. Exactly. It's good penicillin. No, I. You know, we can only do what you can do. I, I don't even know what the yeah. shelf life of penicillin. Quite honestly, no, and I'm yeah, not gonna look up because yeah. I don't want to spoil it for myself. I don't want to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it works if it works, I guess. Uh, but yeah, yeah. And um, oh, I was gonna say, oh man, crap! I was gonna say, sorry. No, don't be sorry. No, you. No, that was a really good point. Um, man, I hate when this happens. I was saying that he is good at talking he recognizes oh thank you you got it thank you thank you pull it back so i i think i speak for both of us but please tell me if i'm right or wrong here ryan just let me know you we've been friends for so long you and i are not religious and that's nothing uh not necessarily say anything bad about religion itself you and i just are not religious people i'm very curious about people who have watched the show that are religious how they view the whole david situation because like i mean in a way you could argue it does come from Real life circumstances, as, we, as we've seen, right? And not saying that yeah. that just comes from religion, right? There's always bad people in all sorts of different groups. There's people who take advantage of other people in every group, right? It's just to to um, to uh, stereotype one group, right? Is always a scary and slippery slope. So I'm curious if there are storygoers out there who are religious and they saw that episode. I'm very curious what their perspectives are if they if that was like okay you kind of accepted it or if it was like really bothersome i'm very curious about what yeah. people thought i as i imagine that probably is very frustrating to see that right because i'm sure there i'm sure somewhere in this last of us world right there is someone who is actually using religion for what it is to to inspire hope and to and to do all that's right with it but then of course we see david who uses it for mischief who uses it to abuse people in all sorts of different ways and because he says that too he says that like i didn't become religious till after the the yeah. fact the the pand the epidemic or whatever they call it, um, so yeah I don't know I was just I was just very curious if anyone out there uh, is willing to write into us to let us know what their thoughts is whether you're religious or not I'm just very curious that's something that was kind of on my mind a little bit so uh, yeah. side note really fast Ryan before we go into our do you have anything else to say about yeah. episode eight before I no, okay no. wild episode I want to say this I was watching uh, I don't usually watch these guys on YouTube the the corridor crew guys. They react to visual yeah, effects. Yeah, yeah, They're yeah. great. I mean, I've watching. Yep. I I never really watched them, and then of course now I'm watching all their their stuff. But mm-hmm. they did a, a Last of Us episode clip from the first episode, 
and that scene when the plane crashes do you remember what happens in that episode the plane crashes and then something oh comes i flying. think i saw the same okay, video right, yeah. yes 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 yeah. i thought that whatever it was that came flying from the the plane smashed through the back window Right? You thought you thought I, what the, the the guy thought in the video? Yeah, yeah, I thought that's what happened. So for anyone that's uh, watched them in the in the scene of the show, when the plane crashes and they're trying to drive away, and then something comes flying that landing hits the car. Yeah, the landing it hits the car and flips the car around. I really thought what I thought was something small. It just really just messed the car up, right? Because it was flying so fast. I thought whatever it was smashed through the back window and just kind of like shifted everything and made the car flip. What if you slow it down though? What happens yeah. is the, the landing gear, the wheels flying through the air, hits the side of the building and then smashes what looks like the front of the truck, which is what flips it over and, and sidelines it. So I, I just wanted to bring that up because I was like, I wonder how many people had the yeah. same thought I had with this. Like, it was, yeah. I just thought, yeah. I was like, should I feel, I, it just happened so fast. I was like, I don't think I feel stupid necessarily. It's like, I'm more just like, kind of like, oh, that's really cool. I never thought about that. I didn't know that that's what yeah. happened to me. Slow it down. Uh, all the props to the visual effects work and the setting crew, the people who did the settings of the show. Incredible. They are just yeah. literally Incredible. the cool, like how immersive, like they, they, they did amazing. They did amazing. Like, it's just like, I can't yeah. get over the set. The, the sets of this, of this show just are amazing. Absolutely amazing. Like they, I, whatever, I think we said this last episode, I, I'm, I'm, I am copying myself again, but there is an award show, uh, that is for settings and for, uh, well, not settings. What's the word I'm thinking of? Um. Yep. I props don't and have the word uh, yeah, that stuff. Yeah. See, if we had awards to promote it, I we might know. know. I might know. know. <laughs> I don't watch award yeah. stuff, but you never know if I still know it or not. So yeah. we'll see. Um, but yes. Okay. Cool. Our last <laughs> last episode. Last of us last episode. episode. Uh, wait. Who just did the last <laughs> one? You or me? Uh, I think I did. The okay. Last one. All right. Is it cool if I do the last one? I feel bad a little bit. Please do. Oh, okay. Go. Yeah. Go for it. Um. All right, the last episode is Look for the Light. Look for the Light. Yeah, I want to make sure I yeah. didn't say it too fast. The similarities being the giraffe scene, of course. Oh, so good. Very uh, good. All the hospital sequences, Joel's decision, Marlene's death, and, of course, the ending as well. Which, I mean, really all of that is very from the very, game. Yeah. From the game, Very yeah. from the game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, the differences being, of course, Ellie's birth, which they have finally confirmed everything, but we'll jump to that in a second. Uh, Joel, uh, tr- trigger warning for everybody and for this next one, but Joel uh, sharing his attempted suicide. Uh, Ellie was knocked out and not really given a choice to give herself up or to, to die for this cure. Um, and no, uh, no flashing lights. No flashing in the lights. hospital, in the game, it's like flashing red oh, and there's alarms blaring, yes. yep. which like doesn't make a ton of sense because the hospital shut down. Yeah. Um, and in the show, there isn't. Um, that's all. Yeah, yeah, you're right, though. You're right, though. I don't know. I think... Well, right, I've been talking too much. What do you think about the the beginning of this um, episode? The, the beginning of this episode, I, it's really interesting. I, I do, I, I really like it, and then I also think it maybe wasn't the place for it in the same breath. Um, what I mean by that is I really liked the addition of Ashley Johnson. Oh, I yeah. really yeah. liked that she, like, gave birth to Ellie, our Ellie in the show. There's some really great connection there that I really liked. Um, I thought that was really cool. Um, the, I thought like the giraffe sequence was captured that magic pretty perfectly of, uh, their connection. I really liked the addition of Joel that again, Pedro Pascal kind of tapping into this soft 
more willing to be open and share a side of Joel mm-hmm. is, I think, really adding so much to that character. Because in the game, he just kind of is this gruff dude who doesn't say much. Yeah. And in the show, we're seeing a lot more of him opening up. And that moment where he says, like, wasn't time that made it better. And, like, he doesn't say anything else. But, like, was a really powerful emotional scene. Yep. And, again, just shows there's such... He is a completely different character in this opening sequence than he was like at when he f- was first interacting with Ellie and that like he's making jokes, he's talking, he's openly sharing about his past and what the world used to be like and what he used to do and just he's freely doing these things. But Ellie you can tell is different. Mm-hmm. In this in this for Ellie has changed. Ellie is not all there. Both because she's worried about what's coming. She's probably still working through what just happened. Um, there's a lot of things going on, and he's picked up on that. He's he ha- knows her well enough to know that she's acting off, and that there again, that I think that interaction is really good. The intro stuff with Ashley Johnson giving birth and Ellie and all that I thought was really good, but it's this episode didn't have a huge runtime, and a huge chunk of it was was used for that flashback. Yeah. That I think it then made everything else had to be rushed. I think that scene was important, and I don't know how you fix it without having ten episodes, but it, it really kind of cut into that runtime, as important as it was. And I think for not just establishing Ashley Johnson as giving birth to Ellie and getting more figuring out why she's immune, but also to establish that Ellie is also important to Marlene. Ellie also matters to Marlene and in a way that, you know, seemingly has known Ellie longer than Joel has and has, has more connections to her, but they make very different decisions um, in the end. Um, but I thought it was a good episode. Just a lot happened in a very quick sequence. It just didn't have a ton of time. I think the ending with Joel was intense and scary and, like, the most violence we saw in the show. And one of the things I was reflecting on is, like, maybe that's why they didn't have as much violence in these last few episodes. Because they want the most scary thing in this world to be when you love someone and somebody's going to take that person away. And that's Joel in this moment. Yeah. Because it is, like, the ruthlessness of him, like, somebody begging for the life just yep. shoots him without just question. Just shoots him. Picking up their gun. You know what I mean? Just the intensity is terrifying and... So interesting. You have this character who is so compassionate and sharing about his emotions, but then he snaps and becomes cold and ruthless and does not even talk to these people, does not see them as humans, just like murders them in a really intense way. But I thought I thought was really good and really well done, but man, was it spooky and, and, and scary and really showed how scary Joel can be when he's really on, when he needs to be like ready to go that like the Joel at the end of that hospital was who we played throughout the whole game. Right. Right. It's like really competent killer who can just wipe hordes of people out. He takes out an entire hospital of, of very heavily armed fireflies and just wipes them out um, in a really intense way. So I thought that was really strong. And I think that last moment between Joel and Ellie was really strong. I think they nailed that last yeah. moment perfectly. Yeah. Um, I think I think that that's such an important moment in the show that then like leads to, that has led to like decade a decade now of people arguing, um, but they they nailed it. I I so I, I agree on like all, all counts of what you just said. Like yeah. I think I honestly I think the the birth scene was so needed, but at the same time, yeah, I question, I I question it a little bit though. I almost kind of like the idea of not knowing how she was. Yeah. I kind of like yeah. the idea of that, and it didn't need to be explained. It just was. I kind of thought like that was yeah. kind of fun. Um, the thing I so actually from you talking about your perspective on all this, I kind of came to a realization that I think I find 
Marlene to be just a really flawed character. Not flawed like she's mm-hmm. badly done, nothing like that. I think yeah. she is a person I kind of see flawed for a few yeah. reasons now. One, like I question how close she truly is to Ellie because we do not know what, what age Ellie was given to Fedra to be raised, mm-hmm. right? So like though Marlene may have had Ellie for like the first few years of infancy, right? I would question that Yes, yeah, she may know Ellie for a long time, longer than Joel has known, right? But does she really know Ellie on a personal level, yeah. right? It's like, yeah. even from the first episode, she's like, I think she's starting to learn about Ellie because obviously they haven't seen each other in such so long, right? And, and Ellie, I don't think, really understands that she knows Marlene necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, so for for Marlene to say, like, I've known her more or known her longer, I, I feel like that's very yeah. petty. I feel it's kind of petty, you know, to, to win an argument right. with Joel. And honestly... I, I never in all my years like and this could be used for the game too in all my years it's not like an old person in all my years uh, I never thought about this till just now right but if Marlene was really smart she never should have put Ellie under as fast as she did right She, yeah. I, I think if she was smart and she knows Joel right and she knows how kind of like unhinged Joel yeah. is, right? She says it to him, right? Yeah. She says, like, you're the last person who's ever asked to do this. I do not ever want to owe you a favor because of who you are. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if she knows Joel, right, and if she knows Ellie as much as she says she does, right? Because I think everyone kind of assumes that Ellie would probably say, I am I would give yep. my life to do this, right? Marlene yeah. should have let Ellie tell Joel, I want to do yeah. this. That would have been the way for the Fireflies to do what they would have wanted without any of the casualties, Right. I mean, I'm sure there's yeah. a there's a small chance Joel still would have lost it and be like, no, I'm not doing it. But I think if For Joel sure. if heard from Ellie, I want to do this, I need to do this, he probably would have let her do it as yeah. as hard as it would have been for him. But because Marlene had to be petty, I would say petty, petty, and the Firefighters had to rush to do it. I don't understand, I guess, and I, I've seen this a lot on the internet, so I can't take credit for this idea, but like, the idea that like they need to rush to do this, this... Uh, they take the core step out of her brain without running like a lot of tests or making sure that this is going to work or like you know having any kind of inclination this is going to they're just going to kill this person and not really know if it's going to lead anywhere like for them to rush it so fast after they had I mean yeah. Marlene says it too they lost half their people traveling across the country like what I don't understand what resources they truly have to make this work uh, mm-hmm. So I question their ability to make this cure happen, which then takes the life yeah. of a of a thirteen, fourteen. Uh, I, I think she's fourteen. Is it fourteen? Yeah. You know, it takes the life of a fourteen year old girl that, that could otherwise yeah. do something really important in the world. You know, I don't know. So like, I I when I first played The Last of Us, I played the game, and maybe I should go back and listen to the episode again that we did. I'm curious what I said there. Yeah. I felt like what Joel did potentially was very wrong. Right, I think Joel yeah. like say stopped humanity from moving forward. Though obviously losing Ellie would have been a travesty, right? And so he, in a, he yeah. in a sense was the villain. Now, you know, years that was like ten years ago, more so, right? Of that perspective, or not of our episode, but playing the Last of Us for the first time. Um, now, I I see this as like I think Joel stopped these radical group of people from essentially killing a young girl for nothing, and. With no evidence to support that Ellie even wanted to do it. I mean, Ellie wanted to do this. She yeah. wanted to make it. I don't think she understood the, the ramifications of what they were planning to do to her from the get-go. Mm-hmm. And in that sense, she was being used, right? Like, you know, and to put it as it is, right? Rather than giving her the choice. I, I think what Joel did, arguably, though as, as horrific as it was, was 
arguably the right thing to do because one, the Fireflies had no evidence to support that they actually could make this cure. And two, they never gave Ellie the chance to make this choice. And three, Marlene was so petty about the whole thing. And then, and then after everything that Joel does, right, knowing that he's upset about this person that he cares about, she tells that the, her soldiers kill him if he tries anything, right? Like, unbel- like, do you really care about human life that much that you're willing to kill the one person that brought this, this, this person that could cure the world across the country? Like, I just, I see Marlene as just a very petty, very, I don't know. I just don't, I, I guess I don't really like her very much. I, I liked her more in the game not being fleshed out so much as I do in the show. I like her less in the show from being fleshed out. Like, I didn't think she was willing to kill Ellie's mom in the beginning there. I thought she was going to let her turn. And granted, she does. Yeah. And by the way, side note, before Marlene kills Ellie's mom, she looks at the soldier holding Ellie and goes, cover her ears. And then she walks in and shoots, shoots Ellie's mom. That soldier did not cover Ellie's ears. Like, yeah. That <laughs> infant heard her the blast <laughs> of that in her ears. That was messed up. I was like, that soldier is... Yeah. Again, or if they like, go downstairs, yeah. just walk away. Yeah. Shows me the confidence of this group of people who want to make a cure for the world. Like, are you yeah. kidding me? Yeah. Like. I don't know. I hope they flesh that. I, I hope they show maybe in season two that they were very capable of making this cure if they had it. Yeah. Like if they show yeah. that they were so capable of having this cure if they had if they had Ellie's quarterstep brain, I think that that would have that would that would make it a little bit more of a, of a well rounded like okay maybe Joel did mess up a little bit here, uh, yeah. but because of the context right and because they didn't they didn't flush it out more in that fifty one fifty two minute runtime. I think that that's that's the only thing that really suffered, right? Because now now I'm more heavily like, okay, I think Joel did arguably the right thing. I think he actually saved this person yeah. up from this radical group of like potentially crazy people. So I don't know, yeah. but that's kind of where I'm at right now. I, I what do you what do you think? I, I, I'm curious what your thoughts are now about the ending. Yeah, I mean, I think I I I I, I hesitate to say anybody who's in the right or wrong here because I think they are all flawed humans. Mm. And the Fireflies want so much to have something to hope for. Mm-hmm. They want so much to have the world be a better place and go back to the way it was. I think they're willing to give up anything to get that for the chance. Like the reason, I would assume the reason they didn't ask Ellie is because they don't want to risk her saying no. Mm-hmm. They don't want a situation where she says no and then what do they do? Let her go? She could save the world? You know what I mean? Yeah. I think they are broken in the same broken in different ways that they want this so bad they can't see any other option this is the hope at the end of the tunnel and they can't leave it up to chance whether it's right or wrong or not i don't i don't know if they have the ability to think through or understand or if this is even possible but if there's the slim chance i think because of what they've lost they're willing to do it i think what's what's great about this story is everyone is acting at least to me how humans would act in that situation, but they are all wrong and all flawed. Yeah, Marlene, yeah. <laughs> if she would have, if she, you know what I mean, if she would have asked Ellie, Ellie would have said, "Yes, I, this is exactly. why I'm here. It has yeah. to be worth something." But because they don't do that, because they don't trust Ellie's autonomy enough to ask her, they all they throw it all away, right? They they again because they believe that this is more important than Ellie. Yeah, this is bigger than her. They don't they don't want to ask her. They don't want to risk it. And in the same thing, Joel, because of who he is, because of what he's lost, he, there's no world in which he can let, let Ellie go. And these two immovable forces, right, of this... And it, it's so wild that, like, 
what ends up killing these people is Joel. It, Joel loves this girl too much to let her go. Right. And Marlene, who you know is is doing what she believes to be, and the people in the Fireflies believe to be a noble cause, is doing what is for the greater good, in theory, right? If, yeah. if you believe everything that they're saying is true, but but it, but in going for the greater good, they're not thinking about the individual and what they want and what they could do and having those conversations, right? Which is what you need to do. And I think like it, it, the radical group, like the Fireflies. They they are are they are looking to save the world no matter what that means right right um, or or who who has to die they're not really thinking about the individuals that's going to impact they're looking for that big picture but in doing so they they threw it all away because if they would have just talked with Lily she would have said yeah of course exactly do what yeah, you have yeah. to do yeah. if my, my if I have to die I've done bad things I've had to if I have to die to save everyone I'll do it but because they didn't ask her because they didn't think to because they didn't want to risk it. They, they threw it all away, and I think Marlene wants a win so bad and wants to save the world so bad that she's, she's willing to throw everything away and isn't going to let Ellie risk it and saying no and isn't going to let Joel risk it in, in retaliating. Um, she's going to do whatever it, she needs to do because she, whether it's, whether it's going to save the world or not, she believes fully that it is. Yeah. Um, and that, that is what kills them all is because she believes fully and it is and isn't going to put it to chance and because she happened to hire the one person who if they lose one more person can't handle it right, right. it's just this like really per- and the if the both the people they're talking to the the girl who would would agree with Marlene but because they don't ask her mm-hmm. it's just this like really tragic perfect alignment of individuals who if they all just talk to each other yeah they could maybe find a solution that could work but because of who they are and because of the world they live in and because they lost they can't risk. They can't put anything to risk. Yeah. Joel isn't willing to deal with the maybe and the guarantee of losing Ellie. Marlene isn't willing to the maybe of well, what if she says no or what if Joel lashes back out. That those those options can't happen. So it's they're just all 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 they all made bad decisions. They all messed up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because they're humans in a terrible world and you can't make good decisions in this world. Um, but yeah, it's it's it, I I certainly think there was more that could have been done to explore that. Or to, or to, like, at least, like, have more time with these individuals, but maybe, again, they're saving, like you said, maybe they're saving that. Similar to the game. In the first game, you don't really know anything about them other than they want to kill Ellie. Yeah. And that's the perspective we have in the first game, where I'm ho- maybe, like you said, in the second, in this however many seasons they do for the second game, um, they'll explore that more, and we'll get more of that perspective, and we'll connect with those characters more, because that's kind of what the game's about. But, yeah. Yeah. It's almost like compromising is just not an option in this world. Right. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. really messed up. Yeah. <laughs> it's really messed up. <laughs> yeah. And, like, and actually, yeah. so to to it's it's funny it's funny that you said you couldn't uh, you couldn't choose who was right or wrong. And I'm just like Joel's right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sure. I was like, oh, yeah, that's not good for me. Uh, <laughs> no. <it's okay>. yeah. <laughs> no uh, I think the one thing I will say though, that's to Joel's detriment, is that he, based because of his action, now he has made. Tess's death, Henry's death, Sam's death, really everyone's death that they come across just not not worth the weight of what, you know, what they gave yeah. to help them. You know, even even the even the antagonists, you know what I mean like like right. everybody like they've they Joel has taken away the value of their of their deaths from not accept and from not getting this cure, right? That was that was why Tess was pushing him so hard, right? If she didn't push him, he never would have gotten so close to Ellie that he now had the thing that 
he needs the most in this world. So really, it's thanks to Tess that they yeah. took this mission, this job, right? But he has now stolen that that almost like redemption for Tess or whatever it was, whatever yeah. it meant to her. He's stolen that from yeah. her, right? So he he's not. You're right. He is definitely flawed. And is is there really such a thing as good guy, bad guy? That's questionable. Um, but yeah, I just it's very interesting. And but then of course you know I look at I look at the Fireflies, and I think what the show does really well compared to the game that doesn't do it as well is it shows really that that Fedra and the Fireflies are essentially just two sides of a coin, two sides of the same coin. Yeah. Right. They're both very flawed. Yeah. They're just both very flawed. You know what I mean? And the idea that Fedra, at, at different QZs are different, right? Like the QZ in, in Kansas City was. You know, the Fedra there was malicious. They would assault people. They would do awful, awful things. Whereas the one in Boston, I don't think was as bad, though they weren't good. Um, yeah. But then you see, of course, from Kansas City that... It's Kansas, Kansas City, right? I think. Yeah, yeah. it was Kansas City. Um, yeah. That from the people taking over, though they only had taken, o- taken it over for a very short period of time, were also very questionable in their actions, too. But, of course, the, I say questionable in this world of, like, death and destruction, right? Um, yeah. I think that regardless of who would be in power, both would be considerably flawed because the idea of, of trying to find stability in this in this unstable world is very impossible, almost. I feel like Jackson is really the only time we've ever actually yeah. seen stability and ne- neither Fedra or the Fireflies are involved in that at all. Uh, so yeah. it, was, it was not a, a group of people saying, you have to live this way. It was people just coming together and finding finding peace with each other. They, I think, you know, Jackson, they said that, uh, Tommy's wife. Oh, man. oh yeah. She yeah. says we're a commune. This, this we're is a commune. Com- yeah. We're communists. Yeah. Yeah. And, that, and that, essentially that, <laughs> yeah. I mean, which is, you know, a whole other thing. Uh, but, uh, yeah. she's, a, there, there's a board of, of members yeah. that they're elected to. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. like, it, it was just, it's so, I don't know. It's just interesting that regard that like both Fedra and fire and the fireflies are shown to be positive and negative in, in, at points whereas jackson yeah. is like this like utopia you know this like literal like amazing place and that view at the last shot with with joel and ellie overlooking the the valley that i think it's kind of in a valley i think if i remember yeah. correctly yeah. Uh, that it's in it just looks so cool right and like yeah this is they're gonna be their home and that but of course then of course yeah, i'm going off tangents here but that last scene of ellie questioning joel if everything that he says true right and he just just I swear, you know, like just like so fast. Yeah. yeah. Which like not like, like you said, not only does it make Tess's loss and Henry and Sam, he also essentially sacrifices their relationship because you can mm-hmm. see in Allie, right? That there is something that she doesn't fully believe him, but she can't live in a, she, how can this 14 year old girl exist in a world where the person she loves and cares about most, and if leaves, she cannot live without, just lied to her about the most important thing in her life. How do you, yeah. how do you exist in that world? Yeah. So how do you, yeah. So again, it just, it, it, there's no good decisions are made. Yeah. Actually, going back to what you said too, and I think we talked about this last time, and I think when we did our last episode, if you haven't listened to our last episode, you should really should. This was two years ago, three years ago, almost. <laughs> uh, yeah. So great times. But um, you see, and I think this is on purpose, right? The way in which Joel and Ellie behaved in the beginning of the game, Joel being cold and Ellie being very open and silly, has now flip-flopped at the end. Yeah. Joel is being kind of open and silly and and expressive, and Ellie is the quiet, cold one, right? And yeah. I think that's not, like To go through this whole journey, and they basically swap mentalities or personalities in the sense of, like, uh, or not, not even that, not personalities, not mentalities, but more like, uh, what's the word, word I'm thinking of? Affect, I guess? Affect. Yeah. Um, 
it's just very it, it's it's just sad it's kind of sad you know because you yeah, want them to just be yeah. on the same page and be happy together and they just they they are just in two different though they're together and supportive and they care for each other they're kind of in two different worlds at that point you know what i mean and i think they're, yeah. they're desperate to kind of bridge yeah. that gap but i that's also me kind of going off on a limb there but yeah but ryan yeah. overall what are your thoughts of season yeah. one of the last of us how many? Um, oh, I, wait. I really enjoyed it. Can I say one second? Go ahead. How, yeah, please. How out of how many? But you can give your give your rundown. But at the end, I would sure, love yeah. to hear out of out of five clicker bites, five being the sure. best, because we all know the more clicker bites, the better. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> out of five clicker bites, what would you rate the show? Sorry, go ahead. And one one okay. clicker bites okay, back. Okay. You know, yeah. It's just it's just one sure. bite. Who yeah. cares? Which one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what am I gonna? Do? Yeah, it's gonna take forever. Um, okay. <laughs> Overall, I really enjoyed the show. I think it. It, again, for me as somebody who's played the game and has like a, a connection to the game, it allowed me to re-engage with that story and that world that I really loved and reflect on why that was important at a different part of my life when I played the game 10 years ago and I was like 23. Yeah. Uh, like how much I knew about the world and what I thought about how things worked are very different than now. And to re-engage with that as somebody who doesn't really replay games, that's just not something that I particularly Same. enjoy... To re-engage with that world in a different way and to see that story told in a slightly different way, um, but a way that I think still is true to what the story is about, I think was really great. And they did a really great job capturing that. Um, there are always going to be things that, like, I got to spend 40 hours in that world and, like, the, the show is nine hours long, right? So it's, like, it's gonna it's hard to fit all of those moments and pieces in there. I think overall they did a really good job, and I trust and hope that they got greenlit for a bigger budget and more episodes and are able to stretch out um, ep uh, part two because part two is huge and long and, like, you could probably fit three seasons in there, yeah, honestly, yeah. with how much happens. They are going um, And to. I hope they... Good, yeah, good. I, I heard hope, that's I hope they get the... Oh, perfect. Yeah, I hope sorry. they get the budget in time to do that right because the, similar to, kind of almost similar to God of War, this first story is so focused on these two people only and their story and why they matter. And then the, the second game opens up so much and they, there's so much more of the world in there that you just need more time to tell that. And I, I hope they'll do a good job and I think they will. But overall, I really enjoyed it. I'd probably give it four four and a half four four and a half bites i think okay okay what does a half <laughs> what about you what does a half bite look like half bites like a scratch <laughs> like, like like i push them off mid bite oh okay um, type thing or like it's a bite on like one of the lower extremities so it's gonna take me like 72 hours to turn mm. um it'll be the one like the four on my chest that are gonna get me okay um, okay yeah I, I saw i saw like a half bite as kind of like a playful like you know, like a little romantic <laughs> little bite or something like that. Be yeah, funny. yeah, just some like tendrils, just yeah. some tendrils in the mouth. Just a little tendril stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a little. Yeah, ten yeah okay. <laughs> I, was say, I don't want to say anymore. Um, yes, I think Ryan. I think your opinion actually is very similar to what I thought too. Surprise, uh, but like I think yeah. despite the little flaws that we've, in, in, it's funny because I had no real flaws the first five episodes yeah. really yeah. i really thought this was a straight shot i was like oh my god if they could do this and yeah but there's slight hiccups like these last four episodes were the little things i think they could have done better yeah i think so but i think overall they did a really good job of um sorry my stomach is growling really heavy uh okay cool make sure that mike didn't pick that up <laughs> uh, but overall i think the show does a, a fantastic job i think that pedro pascal and bella ramsey and all the actors uh 
were fantastic. Much better than I, I thought. I mean, I think it was going to be bad. But I was a little worried, but I think they did great. I'm really excited to see what they do. I read something somewhere. I, I just told this, you know, we just said this random a second ago, but like, I, I read somewhere that the will make season two into more than one season. Because there is so much there, and I really hope they do. Um, and I'm really excited to see how they take that story with what they have already. I think it's going to be even more... I think it's going to be even more of a rabbit hole for people to jump into compared to season one. And the idea that it will make people lose their minds, like, this is wild. You know what I mean? Like, if, yeah. if it is what yeah. it is. I, I almost want to show my girlfriend the the, the reveal trailer with Ellie singing. Uh, mm-hmm. With the dead bodies in the round and Joel, what you think is Joel walking in. I really want to show her that so bad, but at the same time, I don't want to spoil yeah. it. She might edit this episode, so... <laughs> uh, maybe she'll want to watch I don't know that's not the point but the point is, is like, I'm just really excited to see what they do with this and I'm glad they said that they will not rush they won't rush season two yeah. um, and yeah. I only know if they really could make season one into two seasons without it being no compelling. maybe ten episodes but I don't think I don't think yeah seasons. I think ten episodes would have been perfect I'm sad they couldn't get the ten I don't know I don't know where I would have split it but I feel like there's probably a place you could have done so to um uh, have it make more sense again. I don't know yeah. where I want to. I want to look like. Yeah, I think if they had one episode of these last four to have a really big clicker moment, like they didn't see in episode four with yeah. the or episode yeah five, episode five uh, with the the bloater, like if they had another another significant clicker outbreak, I think that would have like it would have been five clicker bites out of five for me, despite the yeah. flaws. I think that would have been. I think that's the only thing I'm really looking for is, is more clicker stuff. Um, yeah, but I'm sure bigger but, budget to do so. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, from from what it, they showed from the behind the scenes of episode five, it was an undertaking to do that scene the way they did. So I'm sure that a lot of the budget went to that specific scene. That was that looked really hard. So, but yeah, overall great. Oh, I would I need to rate it. I I, I would give it. I I will be a little different than you, Ryan. I will I'll try to mix <laughs> it up a little bit. I will, I will give it four and three fourths of a clicker bite. I say three fourths mm. is like they're trying to chomp it yet, and they get that you know kind of like the the quarter of one side of your gums to the rest of the mouth, you know, corner. It. It's just that one. It. It's that one fourth of your mouth that just didn't get the bite in there. Um, yeah. But but yeah, yeah, really tried hard. You know what I mean? Um, it still did the job. <laughs> sure. It still did the job. Yeah. So, really, yeah, yeah, yeah. When, you, when you think about it, these clickers are kind of like Komodo dragons, right? Mm. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I don't know why. Tell me more. Tell me come on on Dragon Facts now. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, okay, now I feel dumb. I was just watching something about Komodo Dragons. Uh, no, their mouths are really poisonous, I guess, right? They're scary. They, they got are scary super mouths. poisonous. I mean, yeah, I guess. got really poisonous saliva, yeah. I, I'll, I'll, instead, of, instead of backing up and saying, wow, I feel dumb, I shouldn't have said that, I'll, I'll just keep digging my hole. Snakes remind me clickers, and what sure, other, okay. other bad mouth? I want you animals. to name three snakes. <laughs> name three snakes, Eric. Cobra, rattlesnake, and, and uh, black mamba. They're pretty Perfect. good. Okay. That was because of Kill that was Bill. Very good. Thank you. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. proud of myself. That's okay. That's uh, okay. Yeah, you uh, don't have to talk about any more animals. <laughs> no, I think we should do another hour. I'm talking about what animals we think the clickers are myself. of. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I'm really excited for season two. Neil Druckmann just uh, put out a Instagram post saying that season two is already on their way. They're already cool. working on it right now. Yeah. So the picture yeah. of what looks like a mysterious hand holding a hammer. I wonder whose Weird. it is. There's no one who uses hammers in uh, season one that I know of. Season season or part two? You mean? No, yeah, in part oh. one. Why there's no one with a hammer in part oh, one. Why oh, yeah. Be a person with a hammer in part two. Yeah, I wonder. That's silly. That's weird. 
Uh, but yeah, I'm excited to to see what happens. Oh, and also, just side note, in case no one saw this uh, online, but Laura Bailey, who's in part two, <laughs> very good, was yeah. one of the nurses at the in the operating room in the last episode. Yeah, yeah. Really Did you cool. see the picture she texted to Neil of her like down posing with the yes. dead doctor body? Yeah, <laughs> so cool. Yeah, Laura's great. Laura's very. That good. is so cool. Good for her. Um, yeah. But yeah, so storygoers, uh, we would love to know your thoughts. Did Joel do the right thing? I would love to know more insight. Please take a stance. Take a Don't stance. Don't be like Ryan. <laughs> Just double down. I want. Okay, here's what we want to know. Here's what we want to know. Please, there's three things I'd like you to know. Not like it's been hard to write in in general already, right? So I'll make it even harder. I would love to know what you think. Who made the right choice? Did Joel make the right choice or not? One, two. How many clicker bites would you give it out of five, the season one? And, and uh, three, what animals remind you of clickers? <laughs> and we will, we will read those. I swear to you, we'll read them all in our, in our future episodes. But you have to send them in for, me to re- for us to read them, please. Uh, we love it. Be like Alex and send some stuff in for us to read. All right? Be cool like Alex. So uh, speaking of which, you can send us all that information to talesfromthecartridge at gmail.com. All the E's are threes. So, you know, tails with an E, or with a three, I mean, the with a three, cartridge with a three, you get it. All right, yeah, I regret getting that Gmail two years ago, but I was, I didn't know, I just, I didn't think it was actually, I didn't think we actually be doing this as long as we have been, so like, who would have thought? Um, yeah. You can also find us on Instagram, you can leave us a message there, DM us, or of course you can find us, uh, you, can, you can also call us or text us at our toll-free number at 207 Four nine four four three three four. Leave us a, a voicemail. Text us. I won't answer because I get anxious. I never answer calls I don't recognize because it's twenty twenty three and someone's gonna scam me and take my voice. So I'm not gonna do it. Uh, <laughs> and I won't do it. I won't do it to you either. I should, I should not probably <laughs> wait to make it feel comfortable with you. I won't do it either. I promise. Add a new fear for the people. Who are in. Yeah. Uh, so remember, did Joel do the right thing? How many clicker bites would you get this season? And then what animal reminds you of your favorite clicker? Or what <laughs> What clicker? What animal reminds you of a clicker? That's what it was. And what one was your favorite clicker? Whew. Okay. <laughs> this went off the rails real quick. Uh, <laughs> Ryan, you're pinching your nose like you're uh, re- releasing some stress there. That's always a good sign. No. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Story goers, uh... We hope you're happy and well. Ryan, you look great. Thanks yeah. for coming as always. Great, great co-host. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, I would, I would, Ryan, if you yeah. were the cure for, mm-hmm. a, a, for a horrible illness in the world and yep. you didn't want to be the savior, you didn't want to die for it, I would, mm-hmm. I would rescue you. I don't think I could kill a lot of people. I think I would probably kind of like, you know, <laughs> sneak around. Um, be sneaky. Sure. And then, and then yeah. I imagine that if the doctor stopped me with a scalpel, he's like, don't come any closer. I think I kind of like half moon kick him, the hand, and like shoot the scalpel away. Cool. Like, you know what I mean? To yeah, save you. that'd be very cool. I yeah. don't know how I'd get you out. That'd be the only, I'd have to get like a wheelchair and just like do it out. I'd have to dress you up like an old sure. lady, like just get my grandma out of here. You know, and they're like, oh, you know, it's like the past memories of like hospitals. Like, oh yeah, yeah that's yeah, just yeah. a guy with his grandma. You know, kind of yeah. style to get you out of there. I couldn't kill anyone. Um, but, mm-hmm. you know, I digress. I just said I would save you. I'd do the best I could. Thank you. Yeah. That's really kind of you. No worries. Yeah. I'd be like, take me! And they'd be like, you're not resistant to the, the, the bites. And they'd be like, you know what I do? Sorry. Oh, will end the episode in, in two minutes. Just hear me out. They'd be like, don't take him. And I'd have you in the wheelchair. I'd be like, what 
animal reminds you of a cricket. <laughs> and they were like, what? I never, I never thought the about that. At the yeah. run. <laughs> exactly. I, I slowly wheeled my way towards the exit. And like, you know what? I've always thought maybe a Komodo dragon would. And I'd stop like, me too. And we'd have a conversation about it. And they'd take you back yeah. and they'd probably harvest you to make a cure. Uh, yeah. But I would do I do the dandest to get you out of there. I, I would. I appreciate so, that. No worries. Uh, whew. All right. So the one person listening, thanks for watching. <laughs> I mean, thanks for listening, not watching. And uh, whew, we'll see you in the next episode. Bye. 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 Don't get bit by any clickers.